alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Hello and welcome to the second annual look forward and look back into 2020 and 2021. This was a fun episode we did last year. This is Subliminal Deception, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. Yeah, this is actually an annual episode that we're doing. So, <laughs> For the first time ever. Yeah, it's not a joke this time. It's the annual episode. Well, I think everybody appreciated it because you became Phil, Phil Stradamus last year, correctly predicting that 2020 was going to be a shit show. So we got we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, considering the uh, path that the world has been going on, guessing that 2020 was going to be a shit show is not exactly out of realm but yeah i mean it was way worse than i ever could have fucking expected shit happened i can't even i couldn't even imagine shutting shit down like that so yeah yeah hopefully uh that's all past us now so i didn't when this comes out this will literally be coming out on the start of 2021 hopefully it's a much better year i have high hopes but my christmas vacation (laughs) that on wednesday night the eve of christmas eve right Mm-hmm. So I had to wear, I had to close, so I didn't get out of there till like 5.30. Well, it was like a white out blizzard, okay? So it usually takes me 30 minutes to get home. It took yep. me maybe an hour and 20 minutes to get home. I couldn't see shit. There's at least 20 people in the ditch. It was a nightmare. Well, then my horror's not over because I had to work the following morning as well. And man, I, the roads were like, I swear to God, solid ice. It took me another hour and a half to get there. I remember there's a, a ramp exit from, that leads from one highway to the another, right? And it kind of is at an inclined slope. Well, I was going on that, and somebody with a front-wheel drive car happened to get stuck, and they couldn't get enough momentum to get up there. Well, then <laughs> five other front-wheel drive cars got stuck on there spinning because they couldn't get up the hill. Then there was a goddamn delivery truck getting stuck on there. I After like 15 minutes, I was like, I, I'm going to be stuck here for like hours because there's a million cars behind me and there's all them cars. Finally, this like tiny little gap opened up and I maneuvered my car around and got around them. But that was one are, of the worst driving experiences of my life. Are you still driving the uh, the Jeep? Or no, are no. you back to? I got my Audi back. So the fr- the four wheel drive oh. is a beast. Oh, you've got the four wheel drive in it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I could get around it, but like the ice, dude, you still had to go like 15 miles an hour. Yeah, I am. I imagine. Yeah, I do not miss that shit at all. <laughs> so how was your Christmas so far? It was good. Uh, New Year's Eve, we had a little get together at my brother's house. My future sister in law made her amazing italian uh some kind of italian meat soup but it's fucking it's killer just the best what do we do saturday we all got together and opened up gifts 
with my uh, whole family out here. And the funny thing is my sister actually sent us out a brand new board game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the picture on Instagram. That thing, uh, I didn't know where she found it. That thing is sick. Yeah, I think she might have sent it just for me because it is a conspiracy theory trivia board game. <laughs> and a lot of the questions on there. So it'll give you the question and then it'll give you four multiple choice answers. And the funny thing is whenever I was being asked a question, I would always just blurt out the answer halfway through the question. <laughs> One was on where are the Anunnaki, what planet are the Anunnaki from? And basically during like the long form of that question, I got like Nibiru. I just screamed it, like yelled out Nibiru like halfway <laughs> through and he just handed me the card. It's like, yeah, you got it. You know what? Maybe if we, uh, when we get back into doing like a live Twitch stream, like we've done a few times, maybe we'll have to, uh, play with some of the people in attendance. I bet they would like that. Yeah. Just grab like 20 random cards and just ask that shit. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be sweet. But anyway, Phil, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get in this bad boy. We got a lot to cover here. Now you want to start off with conspiracies that have literally taken growth within the last like what two three days here uh it's starting to get pretty wild yeah so some of these are coming in maybe 36 hours ago 24 hours ago these are kind of like hot on the the topic right now we're doing this on the 27th so a lot of this is just coming right now on christmas morning there was a really shitty human being who it was an rv that he turned into a bomb like a truck bomb in Nashville, downtown Nashville, kind of a really big touristy area. Uh, there was some really good cops who uh, responded. And I guess that there was a recording that said it would be like exploding in 15 minutes. So they evacuated the area and saved a lot of people's lives. So shout out to them. But apparently this happened in front of the AT&T building. And there are two conspiracies, the two big ones that are coming out of this right now. So the first one I'm going to mention is kind of one that's being debunked and it's not as likely. So it is that Dominion voting machines, which has kind of an agreement with AT&T. They're saying that basically these Dominion voting machines were being looked at doing a security check at that AT&T building. And that's why that RV exploded in front of the building. Because it was parked right out in front of the building. <sighs> yeah, this, I've, I've definitely heard this one. So this is feeding directly into the them damn Democrats are trying to hide the evidence of the rigged election. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that's the main like crux of this conspiracy is that in order to hide, I don't know if Tennessee was close at all or if there's any alleged or if they're coming in from other states, but... Like, I don't know. I mean, this one's already kind of been debunked on the internet. It's just one of the big conspiracies. It's kind of uh, like a chain of conspiracies that are leading to this. And this kind of just dropped into their lap about the voting machine. Do they have a suspect in custody? No. Uh, so actually, I was going to mention that also. So the suspect, Anthony Quinn Warner, and he's got three names, which means... He's a fucking terrorist, uh, pretty yeah. much. And the last <laughs> any, anyone you ever hear who has three names is probably a, like a terrorist suspect. A sixty-three-year-old information technology contractor, and he died in the explosion. And they found DNA evidence that he died in the explosion. That those were his remains. So he suicided in the RV or something. Yes, apparently wow. he was either in the area or in the RV. I'm not exactly sure. Okay, but, well, I mean, honestly, this whole thing sounds a lot like, you know, who Timothy McVeigh. 
Yes, uh, except for Timothy McVeigh and uh, not sure what his first name, but Nichols. They actually parked the bomb and then like whoever parked it got the fuck out of there. So they both obviously survived the Oklahoma City bombing. But I guess he went down with the the bomb. So or went up with the bomb, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but I I I don't know yet. You're probably going to tell me, but I have a feeling this guy had the same ideas that Timothy McVeigh had when he did his bombing. This guy apparently, so Timothy McVeigh, if I remember correctly, was really big on some of what the the ATF and the government organizations were doing about some of these extremist gun control or extremist like the far right groups that were having that had guns they were kind of like out doing their own thing kind of like waco and ruby ridge he was really pissed about those things which is why he was going after that federal building this guy was doing uh this for supposedly doing this for something else really okay well timothy mcveigh Let's not sugarcoat it. He was involved in white power groups. Let's not. He, yeah, no, that's what I, he yeah. was the, it was the far right. The idea is that he did all of that because of what the government was doing to these far right extremist groups. Yeah. And he thought it was going to spark a war. I'm pretty sure that was his, his thought processes. He thought he could start a war that way. Did he think he was going to start a race war with that? Is that the Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Or like. All the other patriots are going to rise up and start overthrowing the government or some shit like that. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it, but it's been a few years since I've yeah he, really seen a lot of documentaries about it. So he, He's an asshole. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Apparently this Anthony Quinn Warner, though, uh, they believe that he has, I don't know, like he had thoughts or ideas about the conspiracy for 5G networks, though. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Yeah, and that's why he attacked the AT&T building in Nashville, this, because he was worried about what AT&T was doing. He thought that it was because, I guess, the companies and the government were spying on Americans using 5G, is his, was his deal. Does he not realize they're not the ba- largest provider of 5G coverage anymore? Yeah, I don't, I don't know ever... why you'd go after AT&T. I mean... The AT&T had a bunch of like big service outages because of this explosion. But how good was their phone cover? I mean, how good was their phones before? I don't even know like, anybody who has it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think AT&T and T-Mobile merged together. And I know ah. when that happened, my service got even worse. So. <laughs> okay, so he was the only casualty in this, correct? Yes, and he is supposedly a like the lone bomber in this situation but they're saying it wasn't like a conspiracy among multiple people they're saying it was just him he worked alone so as of this point they're saying that uh i'm gonna throw another conspiracy at you here i saw a picture literally today that someone took like real close pictures before the bomb went off and they're like this was a this was a a short-range missile you can see it in the sky it's Biden attacking the building. <laughs> is that the is that the third big conspiracy that I haven't I, even heard about? I get uh, this is fresh off the press, so I don't know. I just saw it on Reddit. You know, I like looking at crazy people. So okay, so these are like indie underground conspiracies about yeah. this event. Okay, yeah, gotcha. we can see how dangerous conspiracies have became in uh, the year twenty twenty. 
So basically, he's the suspect in this uh, investigation, and apparently they stormed his home. Old satellite photos of his property showed a similar RV and is parked in his backyard in 2019. So, okay, so they're pretty certain this is the guy. They're pretty sure it's him. Okay, yeah. and apparently he was on a watch list before this. So okay, all right. Well, um, Mister Three Name Guy, you are an asshole. Definitely. Anyone with three names, you got to watch out for them. They're either an asshole or a old-timey doctor, one of the two. <laughs> or or a century ago president of the United States. There or a you go. They all had three names. There you go. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's uh let's take a look back in into uh 2020 here obviously. <sighs> a lot of talk about here. So, I'm going to kind of run down I guess what would be the main stream conspiracies that I'm pretty sure every single person knows about at this point because it's fucking in your face. You can't get away from it. Um, obviously, the biggest one, global pandemic, uh, COVID-19. I don't know if COVID is like the the egg that hatched the rest of the conspiracies, but it's created a web of other conspiracies. But then again, this is how I feel personally is Something is big and world-changing as COVID-19, and people, like we've said before, always look for some grand explanation for it. Then they start coming up with all these other crazy fucking things to talk about to blame for a virus. I don't know. That's that's kind of how I feel about it, but I don't, we didn't want to go too far into COVID-19 because I'm pretty sure once we're finally out of the woods, you and I will probably dive deep into the COVID-19 conspiracy world and kind of just get everything in one fell swoop because there's it's evolving every day. People come up with new horseshit every single day. Yeah, so COVID-19, it seems like for 2020, it was such a big year-long thing. It's like if 9/11 was a year-long event. COVID-19 yeah. either gave birth to a lot of conspiracies or it completely eclipsed them. Like right now I'm looking at your list and a lot of these I don't even remember <laughs> happening. Well, here's the thing too. COVID-19 did, if we want to look at one positive of it, attention to the fact that some countries, generally the Asian countries, knew how to take care of their citizens and, you know, stop it. And then you have the United States, who might be the biggest bumbling fucking mess I've ever seen in my life when it comes to any sort of disaster. So if anything else happens in the U.S., I'm pretty sure it's just going to fall apart. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is. I mean, a lot of those countries are a little bit more centrally controlled. We do have a lot more freedoms and a lot more, I don't know, checks and balances, kind of government more spread apart. So that might be it. I mean, obviously, you know, China, Korea, a lot of these countries, South Korea, and especially, well, North Korea, but we're not talking about <laughs> them. A lot of those countries have a lot tighter control over their population. They can do a right. lot more stuff that Obviously, American government would need extremely special conditions, and it would be very short-lived, the powers that would be given to them. And luckily, none of that's happened. So well, we're still I, a free country. I'm going to, on behalf of the United States, I'm going to make a bold statement here, Phil. I apologize to the rest of the world that you are seeing. America has a lot of good things, but I think we have saw there's a lot of stupid people. And the conspiracies, I think, in my opinion, kind of prove... We, there's a lot of dumb people that we 
have been hiding in the shadows, apparently. So uh, on behalf of Sub-D, I'm going to apologize there. Anyway, uh, the next one, and I think this kind of branches right off of COVID-19 COVID is 5G. And like you just mentioned, some guy just suicided himself in a bomb RV because he was afraid of this, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. But uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of people who claim that this, like 5G is their baby. It's their fucking golden calf. And they see COVID-19 coming and they're like, oh, see, we told you 5G was going to make you sick. And, you know, 5G, <sighs> they've got red stringed right into COVID-19, red stringed well, into all of anything that happens bad, like in 2021 is going to be also red stringed into 5G just because of how, you know, how afraid of this supposedly they are of 5G. Right. I wonder, okay, obviously there would have been people who are afraid of 5G, but without COVID-19, I think it would be a really small amount of people. Yeah. I mean, there's always these little, like little bumps, little Kickstarters that kind of like jump up, you know, and COVID was a really big thing for the 5G. Right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next one here. We we covered 5G, by the way. If you're a new listener, go back and listen to that that episode, and you'll see that all the conspiracies surrounding it are really stupid. So, now the next one, probably close to one of the most dangerous ones, is QAnon and the cult of Trump. That's what I'm going to call it, because honestly, that's how a lot of these people are acting right now. And based off of that... We then have another web of conspiracies that have just shot all of everybody's faces based off of those two things. Adrenochrome, obviously the first one, the belief that elite are doing satanic rituals, harvesting this gland out of young babies or kids, I don't know. It's We covered this as well, obviously, and it's just pure goddamn insanity. Yeah, if you, uh, we actually did an Adrenochrome episode, uh, really well liked, got a lot of great responses, got a lot of downloads from it. So go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. But yeah, definitely Adrenochrome was one of those that was huge, but it was eclipsed by COVID 19. Right. So, well, I mean, if you were in the conspiracy, like looking, if you were, if you were trolling the internet for conspiracies, then you definitely saw it, but it didn't really get as big a coverage as like the conspiracies from 5G and COVID. So, well, I do think, though, Adrenochrome, the conspiracy, has been around longer. Yes. I do, I do think that one's been going on for a few years now. The but other, it did surge during this year. Absolutely. Honestly, all of these goddamn conspiracies just kind of exploded this year just because of uh, people feeling, you know, it was a terrible year for everybody. It's you, There's no way around it. We're still, everybody, people are hurting right now, obviously. We have terrible people in office who are not supporting those who are unemployed right now, which is, <laughs> I actually think, literally today is the last day of unemployment insurance in the United States for all of those unemployed. So that's going to have a terrible ripple effect. So hopefully those people get their head out of their asses and get, you know, get some help to the U.S. citizens. It's well, by the, by the time that this episode airs, hopefully during this week, they'll have that all kind of worked out and uh, no government shutdown. They'll have figured that out. So, well, we'll see. I doubt it. Uh, we got Moscow Mitch in there. He, 
Yeah, that son of a bitch. Now, additionally, from the cult of Trump and Q, now, now in our face is the rigged election thing. This is this is what I thought the bombing was about, but apparently not. It's this is just something that I thought was going to stop. I, I this is insane. This is one of those conspiracies, though. I didn't think anything would be big enough to take out the uh, the coverage of COVID. But this rigged election, the snowball just keeps getting bigger and bigger on this. It just rolls downhill and collects. So, <sighs> well, I there's a lot of unlike Parler, the white power app or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The there's a lot of talk about all these people meeting on January 6th because I think that's when the Senate officially finishes off the. Uh, election stuff and they were going to plan some whatever they're going to do i don't know whatever they're idiots but uh <laughs> watch watch out for the boogaloo boys yeah <laughs> they're oh coming my God. To town. they're leaving their mom's basement putting down the hot pocket <laughs> well when they had the mi- million mega march they definitely wasn't a million people but there's a lot more people yeah. there than <laughs> i think they were expecting so i don't know the larger the largest gathering of Confederate flags on earth. Just yeah, <laughs> it's. I think they took every Confederate flag from fucking goddamn Mississippi and went up there. I yep. don't know. Well, then that leads us into the deep state. Obviously, a lot of the conspiracy theorists right now are blaming uh, the deep state. All these other problems are problems from the deep state. If I ever have to see or hear drain the swamp ever again uh, i'm gonna kill myself like jesus th- i'm so tired of hearing that that would be the shadow government that barry satiro is still in charge of yeah i i've seen more memes of him than anybody else i don't think he wants anything to do with anything I, he was he's not been president for four fucking years already jesus christ just let him drink his miller lights and do whatever he does yeah, he's just chilling. I would be too. Uh, he's fucking, honestly, if you see him like out giving speeches when he was uh, out stumping for Biden, he's looking younger and younger. So I bet he just doesn't really have that many cares. Just, no. you know, I did my part. Fuck it. You didn't appreciate me when I was here. So. All right. And basically the last one, this one's going to be really a really hot topic over the next year here is uh, the vaccines. Uh, a lot of anti-vaxxers have been popping up that, but that's a, God, how old is that conspiracy? That shit's been going on forever. The new thing is the COVID-19 vaccine is going to modify your DNA. And a lot of people think Bill Gates engineered it to make you sterile for the new world order. That's kind of the one I'm hearing right now. When I was reading a little deeper, I think where they're getting this information is they're finding that people who have contracted coronavirus, something in the virus affects men's testicles. So, yeah, I, I was just reading that today. So, I guess if you don't want kids, it's cheaper than a vasectomy, but let's, let's hope <laughs> there's not... Hopefully, that's not some weird effect of COVID-19. I mean, I think that is a legitimate fear for the human race is like something that'll make mass sterilization right didn't they think plastic was going to do that to people at one point yeah well it's um it's a lot of the plastics leaking into the food that we eat and it's a lot of like our diet they're worried about lowering testosterone in men and they're kind of they're they're showing like traits of how many like births each family is having like they're having a lot less births than they used to and they're they're kind of saying that that is the reason even though 
it's more of a like civilization is yeah growing and building like intelligence when if you it's like the movie idiocracy you ever seen that movie yeah okay so at the beginning they show a couple who are super intelligent and they keep saying like oh we can't have kids right now because of this reason or this reason and they're both really intelligent they only want like one or two kids and then they end up not having any kids but then the dumb people are just fucking like crazy like whatever (laughs) and i think it has more to do with that you know why phil why is that it's god's plan Um... (laughs) because they give more to the church look i i honestly think this is just a millennial thing man like Millennials just living's expensive right now. And, you know, when you add kids to that, that makes life even more difficult. Some people just don't want that burden. I mean, not burden, but, you know, it's it's going to be tough for people. Plus, millennials didn't grow up during the time of plenty like the boomers and Gen X did. They grew up during these amazing times of growth and everyone had great jobs and promotions and people were able to go on vacations and had money bought houses at 19 years old that kind of shit millennials didn't really we didn't really have that kind of opportunity like coming out of high school and college so that could be it also yeah i think we have thoroughly embraced the sad (laughs) sad generation here yeah It's, it's like it's just i don't know that's just what it is if you don't want kids it's not a big deal if you do want kids, it's great for you, you know? I don't know if it's but, necessary sterilization. I just think it's just personal choices. But if you do want kids, just keep it to like two or three. <laughs> you don't need to be you don't need to be like the fucking uh what that TV show family that has like no nineteen kids in county. You know, you don't need, you don't need to be like, like Philip Rivers. Yeah, you don't need to be like Philip. Philip Rivers <laughs> makes millions of dollars a year. But true, I bet true. he comes out even because of how many fucking kids he has. That's gotta be expensive. What does he have? One point or what's the average you're supposed to have? Or most people have one point seven five. Well, the two point five kids. Two point five. And it was kids. like people either had like between two and four, and it was kind of average out to two point five. Now it's like one seven five. If it goes any lower, though, we start hitting this weird little dip that is hard to recover from. So people are supposed to have more kids, but well, you know what? Maybe that'll happen. You know, the generations flip flop. It's just what happens. But uh, all right, Phil. Those are kind of the big, nasty conspiracies that probably aren't going to be going away for quite a while. Unfortunately, they're probably going to bleed into 2021 pretty deep. But mm-hmm. let's kind of talk about some stories that happened in 2020. These are more lighthearted, nothing that serious. We're going to get a little weird. Uh, we'll start off here with the murder hornets. Do you remember the murder hornets? Yes, I do. Now, I wanted to look deeper into this to find out if they actually were a threat to humanity or whatever, their stings hurt. Let's not get confused here. And if you get stung by multiple of them, regardless if you're allergic or not, you're going to be in deep shit. But that goes for any bees, wasps, whatever, okay? The problem with them that the U.S. is scared of is apparently the murder hornets, like multiples of them, will go into a, like, bees hive, and they just Mm -hmm. fucking rip the heads off of them. So too many murder hornets could hurt the bee population even more than it's already been hurting. So that's what the fear of murder hornets is. We need bees. Unfortunately, we need bees. They're great pollinators. We need them. Yeah, so the craziest thing about this conspiracy was all of the people on Instagram posting pictures of normal just honeybees, regular bees that you see, you know, whenever, claiming, oh, it's a murder hornet. There's murder hornets here. 
That was the funniest thing about this whole conspiracy. I was reading. So Murder Hornet, I think, is almost two inches big. It's pretty big for a, a wasp, you know. And their yeah. stinger is like three times as big as a um, bee's or a normal wasp stinger. So they're definitely they definitely look different, and they kind of uh kind of have like an intimidating look to them. Yeah, it was uh it was just a bunch of people like thinking that they were seeing murder hornets when they were just seeing bees. But yeah, they definitely look different. Yeah, but they they could be bad, but hopefully, I don't know, they wipe them out somehow. I I don't know how, but hopefully. Hopefully, but then again, maybe the ecosystem will balance itself out. I, we'll import some animal that kills them, then that animal will start causing harm, then we'll import a different animal to kill that animal that was killing the murder hornets, and then we got a big problem on our hands. And then we have to bring in murder, murder hornets to kill <laughs> the fourth one. All right, do you remember 2020 when we all thought Kim Jong-un was dead? I barely remember this, but yeah. yes, I do. Yeah, this was uh, pretty funny. I actually thought he was. And to be honest, you know, I generally don't wish harm on anybody, but I feel like if he was dead, the world would be a much better place, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, you don't know who will take over for Kim Jong-un when he dies. I mean, it'll probably be his sister, and she's probably a lot more competent. It's just like the the (laughs) scenario where – so there's a scenario where someone goes back in time and kills Hitler – when he was in the crib, like when he was a baby, mm-hmm. like it sounds great. However, what happens if someone who's actually competent takes over the Nazi party when it's starting and he does a lot better job? Like Barbarossa never happens. They never invade the Soviet Union. Right. They actually do succeed at invading England and all of that, you know, everything changes. So who knows if Kim Jong-un is actually better in power because he's more incompetent. That's the weird thing. That's true. What do they call that? A um, chaos theory, right? Yeah, kind of like a butterfly effect. Yeah. But yeah, chaos. But uh, I guess it's confirmed he is not dead. This is one of my favorite from a man that I despise greatly. Everybody should look it up. Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics to Wet Ass Pussy. Now, this is the ultimate cringe because he's like, my wife's a doctor and she says women are not supposed to get wet ass pussies. (laughs) <laughs> Do you remember this? No, I don't. Oh my uh, god! I it's, I've, I've seen some J- Ben Shapiro, but it's been a couple years. I would, oh. I would look that up. It is so cringy. Oh my god! Well, I doubt. I mean, was he doing it as a joke? Or I don't I'll think so. I don't but. think so. But uh, I don't know. I don't like him. He's an asshole. All right. Now, have you heard this? I found this interesting that Poland accidentally invaded the Czech Republic. No, I didn't. <laughs> Apparently, there's like a a band of soldiers who accidentally went into the Ch- uh, Czech Republic and like took over a church and weren't allowing anybody in. And then they told them, like, you're not this is the Czech Republic. There's a made a big apology or whatever. And then they just went back to Poland. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. But it sounds like so there was an army movie back in the 80s where they basically invade the wrong country. It was kind of funny. (laughs) I don't don't know that. That shit made me laugh. How do you accidentally invade a country? (laughs) Fucking idiots. They're probably all shit faced knowing the Polish. Yeah. All right. Now, this uh, this story is kind of fun. Apparently in India, the monkeys are it was either multiple monkeys or one monkey. 
went into a hospital and ended up stealing three COVID-19 samples. <laughs> and then he ran up a tree and they had to like get him out of the monkey's hands. <laughs> Surprised they didn't <laughs> just shoot the monkeys down. I mean, maybe they did, but I, I don't know. That's pretty cute. That's cute for a monkey to do that. But we also have another big story about monkeys here that's really fun. In March of 2020, a swarm of monkeys took over a town in Thailand. Now, the reason for this was because of the lockdowns and the monkeys were so used to the tourists feeding them. The brigade of monkeys kind of went on a rampage looking for food in the town. There's videos of this and it's hilarious. Yeah, I do remember that this happening and it would be hilarious. It's hilarious to watch, but it'd be scary if you were actually there. Just a swarm of monkeys fucking coming in and trying to steal everything there has in that video there has to be at least a hundred in there yeah it's pretty fucking crazy video (laughs) i mean it's one of those weird little things that you don't realize is going to happen when people stop coming around everywhere right you know right yeah it's i i would have never thought about that until i i read that article obviously like i do remember them like having stories about in those parks when people were no longer going for walks or hiking or picnics and shit like that. They were talking about how the animals were taking back over these parks. Like you were able to see like deer in parks, like in the city. Right. So I mean, honestly, if, you know, humans became extinct or something, New York City would be littered with goddamn deer and wolves and everything else. You know, the, the wherever the Iowa Hawkeyes play would be full with turkeys and whatever else. You know, it's just they would take it back. Yeah. It's just what's going to happen. Definitely. They would start using. So I there was a uh, a TV show on the History Channel about after the humans left. And there was a thing about New York City and how the skyscrapers would become basically just gigantic birdhouses. <laughs> how all the birds would just be using all the floors for their nests. I mean, yeah, I could totally see that. Did you see my Instagram story that I posted with my cat maybe like a day or so ago? Oh, your cat ripping apart the mechanical fish, the flopping fish? So this is how you know how sadistic she is because it's kind of like you have to touch area of it and then it'll start flipping, right? She'll do that. It starts flipping. Then she just kind of sits there and waits till it dies and then attacks it. (laughs) So if that was a real fish, she would just let it sit in pain until it you know, uh, stiff and then attack it again. Let the life fly out of it and then start trying to eat it. (laughs) That's basically what cats do. If you don't put food in their bowl and then if you're a really heavy sleeper who doesn't like snore or roll around, your cat, when it starts gnawing at you, thinks that you're dead and it's taking like little, little like probing bites to see if you're going to wake up and then it will eat you if you don't. (laughs) Well, I guess cats are good for uh, cleanup, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> if you're if you're a cat lady who has 14 cats in her home and you slip and fall, you better fucking will yourself over to their bowl and feed it or else they're going to eat you first. Well, eyes maybe, first. Maybe that's just how they want to go out, Phil. Could be. All right. Do you remember this story about the drones? Uh, in the beginning of the year, there were m- reports of mysterious drones appearing all over eastern Colorado and in Nebraska. Do you remember this at all? Oh, barely. So reports were coming in that usually between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m., there would be packs of up to 30 of them flying together 
some of the reports coming in claim they were as large, or they had a wingspan of about six feet, some of them, and they'd mm. be flashing red and white lights. Now, allegedly, while this was going on, a medical helicopter almost crashed into one, ended up getting kind of serious, but it seems like outside of the initial reports this was going on, they have police records and stuff of this. They've kind of dwindled away, and the only thing that's been spotted now is mostly just people in those areas doing it to troll people about seeing the drones. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like throwing up one or two to make people think that they're still around. So I'm kind of like, what could this be? I don't know, a flight of people who have drones, or could this be maybe something weirder? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know, because in this area of Colorado and Nebraska, it would be weird to see 30 humans in one place. Like, these are very, like, like Nebraska, like western Nebraska is not a very heavily populated place. It's kind of weird. I, I mean, unless it was government. They do. They did say six-foot wingspan ones, so yeah. it could be like a practice deal. But Yeah, well, apparently after digging into it, who was it they asked? Uber? Amazon, Apple, and one other company, and they denied having any involvement with it, so they don't really know who is doing this or why they were there. I don't. I don't really know. It's very strange. Did they? Did they just ask Amazon, or did they go and ask Jeff Bezos too? Because this <laughs> could be a Jeff Bezos thing. He might be piloting them with his mind. Well, he does have that big noggin. If so. they flew in a formation that kind of painted out his face, perhaps. With a little crown on top of it, yeah. like he's king. Yeah, the 12 crowns the devil's supposed to have when he returns to Earth. Yeah, just hold. It's it's just him holding a fucking rope with 12 crowns on it. <laughs> 12 <laughs> crowns and 12 horns. <laughs> All right, we're going to move into kind of my favorite kind of talking points in 2020, and that's UFOs in space. We've had quite a year involving those two things. Now, the first story I'm going to tell you, i got to thank one of our fans, Elizabeth, for sending me this story, actually, and I was blown away by it. I thought it was so fucking cool. It's a mysterious signal that they've picked up. Now, this happened literally December 18th of 2020, so this is really fresh. The British newspaper The Guardian posted a story about a radio signal that was emanating from the closest star to our own named Proxima Centauri, uh, which is about 4.2 light years away. The interesting thing is that the signal displayed signs of being from an extraterrestrial intelligence techno-signature. Don't know why they call it a techno-signature, but that's what they call it. The really interesting thing is that the signal was transmitting at 982 megahertz, which is generally only used by human-made satellites or spacecrafts. Very interesting. The signal was picked up from a $100 million project called Breakthrough Listen, which was established in 2015 with the sole purpose of trying to find intelligent life in the universe via signals. In regards to what the signal could be, Andrew Simeon from the University of California, Berkeley, says, It has some particular properties that caused it to pass many of our checks, but we cannot yet explain it. So... They just, they don't know what it is. It, they picked it up. It's from the closest star. Very interesting. What What do you think? What do you think this could be? I mean, that is really interesting. Hopefully, it's something that we can get, you know, like an explanation on soon. I don't know if I would trust any explanation if the government like gets involved with it. 
Hopefully it comes from, because I mean, obviously you're going to get the explanation from the alien people who are going to be like, oh, it's aliens. You're going to get the explanation from the government people who are like, it's nothing. Hopefully we can get like a third party, like some scientists in there well, you know, who actually know what the fuck they're talking about. That's what this project is. It's created by rich people. So mm. there's no government involvement. This is just like our, it'd be like, I guess, Bezos funding something like this just to try to find life out in the universe. So, um, yeah, the government's not involved in it. Bezos shook out some of his corduroy fucking pants and found a uh, hundred million dollars shaken out of the pocket. Yeah. Handed it to these people. What is that? Like one goddamn day of profit for his ass. That's like 15 minutes of his uh, bank account jumping up. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully we can get an explanation. But it is there like planets and sun, like planets and stars. And a lot of things do give off like radio signals, things that we can like detect. And right. I know that SETI was trying to like SETI picks up a lot of the galactic interference and a lot of things coming. They're really looking for something like this, though. Something that only transmits on what humans use. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the most interesting part. Is I would assume that'd be abnormal for the universe, you know, the universe, whatever, to transmit a signal on that frequency. But maybe not. I don't. I don't really know. We wouldn't think that goddamn Jupiter is it Jupiter or Saturn? I can't remember. We covered it. Was oh, em- Saturn? Saturn was emanating like weird signals and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe this is only. 10 days old at this point so maybe we'll hear about it more in 2021 it would be interesting if there was a alien civilization living around proxima centauri that was as sophisticated as we are but we're both unable to really communicate with each other or like reach each other the problem is 4.2 light years away means that it takes light 4.2 years to get to us so it means that those signals are four years old so they're still, they could still be there. Right. Like they, it's not, it's not like they're a hundred million light years away and they were destroyed hundred million years ago. So <laughs> there's, they're, they're basically next door neighbors in the right. whole galactic fucking, if you look at it like in the whole universe sense, they're like, we might as well like live in apartment 176 and they live in 177, you know, they're True. that close. True. Yeah. That. I think that's the other cool thing is that, yeah, it's coming from somewhere that's so, I mean, I guess the closest uh, other galaxy to us, right? Well, the closest other star system. Star, star system, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Now, have you heard about this, the discovery of a new planet? Well, they discover, because of the satellites and the telescopes on those satellites, we find new planets every, you know, day. We're finding hundreds of planets a month, so... But well, was this one uh, interesting planet? What was interesting was it was discovered by a 17-year-old high school student who was on their third day of their of his internship with NASA. So, uh, oh, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. So, way to shit on his parade, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, apparently, I don't know why it's called this, but the name is Toy 1338B. It's 6.9 times larger than Earth, orbits two suns instead of one every 95 days, and is 1,300 light years away. It is apparently very similar to how Tatooine would uh, looked in Star Wars, because Tatooine had two stars. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. 
did they say what kind of like elements it had in its atmosphere or I, anything about it? Like if it might be a water world, because they can use light passing through in the atmosphere well, to gauge like what kind of elements it has in the in the atmosphere. Well, okay, with two suns on there, it has to be hot. So hmm. I, I I don't know if they could have that much water on there. Maybe. Uh, but no, I didn't see any of that. It's just kind of a you know feel good story about a young kid who discovered his first planet. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the movie Deep Impact, where <laughs> the high schooler discovered that asteroid, but it turned out it was coming for Earth and gonna kill everyone. Yeah, I remember that classic movie. Not bad at all. I'd recommend everybody see that one. How about this? the The star that went missing. No, I don't. Uh, I don't remember this one. This one's pretty groovy, actually. Apparently, they've been watching this particular star for over two decades, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It was a giant blue star that is about 75 million light years away from us and randomly just completely disappeared. Now, generally, it's believed that a star would go supernova, then turn into a giant black hole, right? So mm-hmm. they were anticipating that was going to happen, but... There was none of that. It just disappeared completely. So they speculate that it skipped the supernova stage and just turned directly into a black hole and kind of, I guess, sucked itself into it itself. I, I don't know how else you'd explain that. But uh, that's got to be a weird Monday to wake up and a, and a star is missing. Well, it could have been possibly like a black hole, like a wandering black hole. Maybe swallowed it up, instantaneously swallowed it up. That could um, be too. So there was actually a star, I believe it was in maybe like the 400s, maybe like 1600 years ago. I'm not exactly sure. We learned about, it's called the Crab Nebula. Now, Chinese astronomers during that time witnessed the explosion of the star and the formation of the Crab Nebula. And the Crab Nebula, you can you can still see to this day. I actually do believe I've heard not even that long ago. I think they still have they have more recent reports of watching uh, a star explode like really, really far away. Yeah, it was just the first time that it's ever been like recorded. Yeah. Was these was these Chinese astronomers that? Yeah, that's fucking. What do you think that looks like up there? What's that? The explosion? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it'd be crazy if. We had telescopes that just happened to be looking at a certain part of space when that exploded and actually like recorded it. Well, I don't know if you saw the pictures. I saw it on Instagram. Everybody was calling it like the Christmas star, but you, I think you could see the, must have been like Saturn or something. You could see the rings on it. Yeah, I know that Jupiter and Saturn were really close together and it okay. formed like a double planet. Was okay. one of the big things that were coming out of that. That that was pretty. Some of those pictures were fucking awesome. In that, this is a big story too. Just happened a few months ago, in October of 2020. NASA, for the first time ever, found water on the moon. They speculate that the water is stored in bead-like structures found in the soil. So that is pretty interesting. Obviously, we're under the assumption that nothing lives there, but but that's pretty cool. I mean, they've been looking for water on the moon for quite a fucking while. They, uh, I mean, honestly, like comets, debris from comets have to hit the moon. So if you think there's like ice in the debris, then maybe some water got trapped that way. But I mean, it really, if you like are one of those people who would really like for humans to inhabit the moon, it's kind of, you know, 
gives you a little bit of hope that if they find water on the moon, then maybe they'll want to accelerate that process. I remember at work recently, me and another coworker were talking about planets and stuff. We're like, you know, or I mentioned to her about you speculating that the ultra rich people are going to be trying to get off of the planet or whatever and like have their own planet. And we were in the room and there's a couple nurses in there. And I was like, yeah, you know, Bezos is going to be the first one. He's going to get a planet. The whole thing's going to be Star Trek episode where you're basically enslaved from planet Amazon and you'll have to work there. I don't think that guy appreciated that too much. Yeah. Anyone who signed up for that prime membership, guess what? Your ass is fucking in chains on the ship there. You're going to be a fucking surf under the fucking (laughs) under the quote unquote protection of overlord Jeff Bezos. I mean, I'm pretty sure you and I will be long dead by then, but dude, that shit is going to happen. I'm sorry. That shit is going to... One of those big corporations is going to take over a whole planet. Nothing is going to be there except for their company. Yeah. It's just like Fight Club when he was talking about in the future. It would be... Everything is called like the Pepsi Nebula yeah. or the Coca-Cola Galaxy or whatnot. <sighs> God damn it. All right. Or it's going to be Amazon Planet. <laughs> All right. You ready to get into some UFOs here, Phil? Yes. All right. Well, we're going to I'm going to briefly glance over this cuz I think we talked about it quite a bit was the Maje Brazil UFO. You remember the the bright lights that happened on May 15th, 2020? Yes, I do. So, obviously you can find these all over YouTube. Take a quick look at them. They're very interesting. Just kind of unique little lights in the sky that kind of disappear or whatever. Some people as time progresses, are speculating it might have actually been a UFO crash. Obviously, you and I have covered a lot of UFO crashes over these past two years. I don't know. Stuff like that happens during crashes. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, it's really crazy to think that not only during like our lifetime, but we have all of this technology. Everyone has a camera right now, and people are... Everyone has a camera in their pocket now. So when these things happen, like even in Brazil... Everyone has cameras in their pocket with their cell phones. They can take video of everything that's going on. So you would think that it's just going to build and build and build until we get like the real good proof. Uh, But supposedly these, if there are UFOs, supposedly they are manipulating how the camera works. So we keep getting these shitty fuzzy videos of it. (laughs) But Bastards, just let us take a clear photo of you. Yeah, maybe they're shy. Right. I also don't like getting my picture taken. So. True, true. So I can't blame him. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, I remember last year we talked about the military. I believe it was the Navy and Air Force opening up disclosures for soldiers could talk about their incidences with what what do they call them? Unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP. They couldn't just yeah, say UFA. They couldn't just say UFOs like everybody else, but whatever. Well, this year... While the chaos was going on, the Pentagon released three videos of mysterious flying objects. I'm pretty certain you've probably seen these because I've definitely seen these a few times. Uh, And maybe you can listen or you can watch it on your end if you like, Phil, but I'll just play it. I think you can hear the pilots talking. So basically, it's just a pilot. I don't know if you call it infrared or whatever, but there's a UFO-shaped thing that's just kind of he's following it. What the hell is that thing? So it's kind of cool, and there's like three of those videos. You can find those on YouTube as well, 10 seconds long, so uh, they're they're worth looking at. So that's pretty interesting. I don't believe I 
So he was saying that they were leaked three years ago and they, so the Pentagon finally disclosed those videos, yeah. even though they were leaked a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're acknowledging that that was their videos. That's why I'm pretty certain most of our fans have probably seen these because the second I looked at that one that I played, it's very, I know I've seen that one several times. It's very famous. Yeah. So they're just kind of admitting that these are real, that they're not doctored or that they're actually yeah. were the leak was correct that right. these were real right okay. right so they're being more open about weird shit in the sky which leads us into the next segment here and this this kind of blew my mind to be honest with you again this just happened december 10th 2020 this was a recently leaked photo by somebody in the government taken from the cockpit of a us fighter jet flying over the east coast displaying a mysterious object which obviously they classify as a UAP. Uh, interestingly, the photo was taken in 2018, but it just got leaked now. Now, Phil, I put the put pictures on here. You can see the the pilot's head there in his plane, and you see that little dot in the background, and then someone super zoomed in on it. What the hell is that? It looks like an arrowhead. I'll have to put these pictures on Instagram when we post this, yeah. but... Yeah, it's kind of weird. I have seen this on the internet quite a bit. Oh, you have? Yes. So, okay. But I'm that object kind of looks like a weird relic to me. Yeah, I don't know if that would be... I mean, obviously, we don't know. So if it is a UFO ship, you it's not like we can tell you, like, oh, that's a, you know, this shape or that shape. Because I've never seen that shape before. It I've never seen, like, arrowhead-shaped yeah. UFO before. Well, I would say... Like, no, that, that could be a fucking mother planet it also could be like a little rock stuck inside the cockpit window true true but uh it's well if you look from the picture above you can tell it's really far away so i i don't know i don't know it's just very weird especially when you zoom in it kind of looks like honestly if you were to watch the fifth element it kind of looks like one of their ships but um, oh yeah yeah you're right yeah i i i don't know it's just very weird uh a lot of the stories involving aliens i was looking up a lot of the shit has taken place in december i don't know why what in december but a lot of stories in december have been coming out so it's very interesting that's the big plan because they know that everyone's <laughs> going to be talking about the election and the year end and christmas everyone's going to be doing their holiday shop and no one's going to be paying attention well perfect segment there phil because that's going to lead us into what we're going to talk about next probably the craziest thing and i know you have some uh, comments on this as well now this came out december 11th 2020 on tuesday the ex-head of israel's space program dropped a bombshell claim that president donald trump struck a deal with an extraterrestrial race to keep quiet about them on twitter so they can carry out their experiments among us or i think it's probably on us a professor, Chaim Ished, age 87, told an Israeli newspaper, the aliens have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not yet ready. He mentioned that aliens have a secret base on Mars, which the Mars rover haven't discovered yet, and also may explain why Elon Musk plans to send astronauts there by 2024. He argued that the U.S. government has a contract with the aliens to allow abductions and experiments in secret. 
They too are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. There's an underground base in the depths of Mars where their representatives are, and also are American astronauts. He also pointed out that Donald Trump was on the verge of revealing, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation was saying, wait, let people calm down first. They don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understand. So I thought this was really interesting because of what you were going to talk about, which is Mr. Trump blowing the whistle on everything. Yes, that is going to go into our future conspiracies of 2021 and beyond. Oh, you got that buried in there. Yeah, I have it. uh, It's right off the bat. But yeah, if we're talking about this a little bit, I did just watch a really good documentary about human alien hybrid supposed programs from the aliens and about all of the abductions and how the government was trying to cover it up by saying that it was sleep paralysis. Interesting. Okay. So maybe you are an alien human hybrid then possibly you anyone you, could be you i i mean i'm not gonna say it but i you've suffered from it correct well sleep paralysis yeah, but yeah. just one yeah yeah yeah. so i maybe maybe they just extracted your uh your sperm there and you have alien babies now yeah there was uh the one time i did suffer from sleep paralysis i was waking up and i didn't like in these people claim that they like fall back asleep and then wake up again and they're in somewhere else I was awake the whole time, and there was a large, probably nine-foot-tall, alien-looking thing. Like, I saw the corner of my eye, and when I finally regained the ability to move, I threw out my back because I was (laughs) coiled up so bad from trying to move. And then when I finally could move, the emergency brake broke free, and I just fucking jumped up Mm. and threw out my back. Ouch. Well, yeah, it hurt. Before we get into a look forward into 2021 here... Do you think this guy's completely loony or could there possibly be a base on Mars? Well, I mean, I've never really heard of Haim Ashed. I mean, if he's been a professor this long, he must have some credibility. Obviously, you can't fire someone with that much tenure if he's 87. No. no. So <laughs> who knows? I mean, it is a really popular theory that there are bases on Mars. It's also very popular that they've been doing abduction experimentations on human it's also super popular that the united states government has an agreement with aliens allowing them to do these experiments in secret um it kind of brings everything together um i've never really heard of the americans on mars theory before but george hall he was talking about how americans were trying to get the American government were trying to use the aliens to get Americans on different planets. So like outside of our solar system. So kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder sometimes because you had George Hall, you had the Eisenhower thing you had. I don't know. There's a lot of weird connections. But then again, if we start doing that, then we're no better than the crazy bastards who've created all these conspiracies for 2020. So there's we're no that. better than I am. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, as you can see, 2020 was, for the most part, a dumpster fire, but there was some feel-good stories in there. Obviously, we talked about the horse shit in the beginning, and then everyone can kind of be like, oh, a 17-year-old found a planet. Maybe the government's going to start talking about aliens. Like, there's there's some good things. I mean, a lot of bad things, some good things, too. So, 
there's 2020, but we're going to let Phil take the reins and lead us into bold predictions for 2021. Well, you know, I always like to be a glass half full type person. There's always a silver lining. So think about this. 2020 did suck. However, there were a lot of people who were claiming that life was going by too fast in this whole internet world with all the technology and everything. 2020 has been the slowest year of my entire life. And that includes when I was like four years old, five years old, when it seemed like the year was taking forever because I wasn't doing anything. So I will say that is one of the silver linings of 2020 is we really slowed down and reconsidered things, you know, took our life into perspective. So one of the good things, right? actually, that's the only good thing. The rest of it was a dumpster fire. Well, if I remember correctly... You speculated that 2020 was going to, or you predicted that 2020 is going to be a dumpster fire last year, but you said the world was going to heal after that until the next great collapse, if I remember right. Yeah, that kind of goes into my 2021 conspiracy okay, too. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put that in the background there. We will talk about that shortly then. Yeah. So the first 2021 conspiracy that I'm going to mention is the thought that full disclosure on the subject of non-terrestrial alien interaction here on Earth for really the decades-long road that we've been on for alien disclosure will finally reach its zenith. And this will see the government officially revealing to the world that we have been visited by aliens in the past. Now, this is on my wish list right here. If we had a government wish list, this is on my government wish list here i i hope that does happen um that documentary close encounters or something like it's brand new with stephen greer did you watch that one yes i have yeah where he says they're gonna disclose but they're gonna tell you they're our enemy and they're not our enemy so hopefully that doesn't happen yeah so basically there's kind of some different thoughts on this that's one of them that they will disclose it but they'll tell us that they are the enemy, kind of a Machiavellian type, you know, method of going about it, painting them as the enemy as we start venturing into space. There's also ones where they'll lie to us and tell us that they are our friends and that the experiments that they've been doing, abducting people, is really for our own good. They'll claim basically that they're trying to end disease on Earth and they're trying to make it a more suitable place for humans and aliens to live on. So there's different avenues of this conspiracy of like full disclosure really to go down. Okay, well, you spoke of being a silver lining, man. What's the silver lining possibility with that? I mean, it's really like I mentioned last week, I mentioned the whole Schrodinger's cat thing. Like, is there a cat in the box that's alive or is it dead? We'll finally find out the truth behind it. The problem is government keeps saying for like what 80 70 years now they're not real they're not real they're not real and of course we're not listening to them because we expect them to be lying so when they finally do say okay they're real are we going to think that they're lying well not a lot of trust in the government by 2020 so i i don't know i mean it's hard to say i think everybody's mind would be fucking blown (laughs) yeah i mean that's the thing if they would have came out with full disclosure in the 50s the greatest generation, those people, they actually, if you really think about it, they might have been the best people to tell like full disclosure to because those were some hard people. They were born during World War One. They went through the Great Depression. 
They fought in World War II. They did all this stuff. They might have been the best people to tell, but then you had the boomers and then Gen X. I don't know if they would have been the best people to tell. Okay, I don't know if they would have been the best people to tell. I know they were hardened people, but a lot of them revolved their life around Christianity or whatever religion. So I've always True. I've always kind of been in the, the belief that if the government is hiding it, it's simply because it's of that reason. Because if so many religious people, if they realize aliens are real, then the religion might crumble. So, which would cause a lot of chaos, I would imagine. So, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Which kind of leads into why this might be the perfect time now. Because there's so many non-religious people or <laughs> atheists or non-conformist, you know, spirituality people. All of the people, like, moving towards maybe, like, a Wiccan or a humanist type right. sense of religion or the world the galaxy whatever you want to call it Hell yeah. so maybe maybe that's why now is the perfect time but we also the belief is we've been slow fed images of aliens just like the movie paul was saying that basically his image was being like slow fed to the american population through media popular culture all of that stuff so right right it's very possible yeah so according to some very nice folks that I met at the bar a couple of weeks ago, future former President Donald Trump, acting either out of revenge or possibly on orders or because of some kind of cherry on top of his very, very successful presidency, <laughs> they believe that Trump will fully disclose the fact that there are indeed aliens and let his supporters in on what interactions the U.S. government has had with alien species. Hopefully, something I would like to know, like you would like to know, are the terms of the deals that have been made in the past and what was gained and also given up in said deals. I mean, you know, I'm not a fan of Mr. Trump, but I might give him a high five if he did this. Now, let's just say that they were fans of Trump. Okay, so. okay. Well, yeah, I would assume they are. I... I Here's the thing. I literally read two articles today, two separate articles. One was from Trump's friend Amarosia. Amarosia, I believe that's her name. She's like that reality TV star. Uh, Amarosia. Amarosia, yes. She, her quote was that she believes Mr. Donald Trump is having a psychotic episode. And then you have Mr. Asshole Geraldo Rivera who has been in Trump's corner this entire time, he literally wanted to name the corona vaccine the Trump, which is the cringiest thing ever, that he thinks Donald Trump is now, quote, acting like a immature frat boy. So his friends mm -hmm. are turning on him. I don't know. So if he did do this, I'm pretty sure this would be purely out of spite. Yeah, all of the rats are starting to jump from the ship. That's for damn sure if you watch the media. Yeah. It's definitely happening. I don't know. I mean, this disclosure, if it came from Trump, it's kind of the same thing where we don't believe. Like, they say it's fake. We don't believe it. They say it's real. Would we believe it? I don't think I could really believe it, just like with ghosts or other paranormal. I don't believe I could really believe it until I saw it with my own eyes and it was, in fact, these extraterrestrial intelligent beings coming here from other places, either dimensions or planets or what, whatever you want to call it, actually coming here, landing their ships and giving us a message, like telling us why they're here, what they're doing here. Even if they showed up and just said, we're real, 
that would be <laughs> probably better than if the government just disclosed. Here's the thing. That is a good point because Donald Trump entire existence at this point or his entire presidency has been about nothing but lying about everything. Can you even trust anything he says anymore? He's done yeah. this to himself, by the way. Let's just put that out there. He has done this completely to himself. How can you trust somebody who lies all the time? I mean, even if it's someone you or I knew personally who's just a you know compulsive liar, if they tell you the truth, you're probably not going to believe them. It's just how it is. Yeah, it's the boy who cried wolf situation. Yeah. So it'd be great if he did it, but then again, he's created this world where you can't believe anything he says. So I, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, it's one of those situations where he's like, "Don't believe anything you hear. Just listen to what I say. You can't believe a goddamn word I say." So you know, the media is also lying to you. These other people are also lying to you. Yeah, and as we can see, I know there's. Uh, I've talked to multiple people, and it kind of baffles me that they're parents or whatever are so enthralled with that man's lies that they don't believe anything outside of what he says so it's well that's kind of part of the uh, cult of trump going on right now so it's a very sticky situation maybe we could have at least one 50 percent truth-telling politician reveal it maybe that'd be better uh you definitely you definitely know something's wrong so really everything should go along with the bell curve so it should start off like there's a few people who believe everything Trump says. Then mostly everyone's in the middle where they kind of believe him, kind of don't believe him. And then there's a small amount of people on the other end who don't believe anything he says. It's one of those like it's a camelback situation where you have a shit ton of people who believe him and a shit ton of people who don't believe him. And there's no one in the middle. That's the weird. That's when you know something's wrong. Yeah, it's a situation. That middle is the the fucking Grand Canyon. There's nobody in there. There's no one in the middle. It's just fucking camel humps. There's two camel humps at both ends and nothing in the middle. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know. I I hope so. We I think we said this in last year's episode. I think I might have said it that I hope uh, we find out about aliens this upcoming year. So. Maybe. I mean, it's probably not going to happen by the end of 2020, but maybe 2021. Maybe 2021. Maybe we'll push it there. (laughs) Can you... How? Okay, let's say aliens came. They integrated with the humans or whatever. How long would it take before Alabama's football team allowed them to play on their team? If they were really good at wide receiver, running back, (laughs) or quarterback, immediately. (laughs) Uh, Fucking immediately. If they weren't so good at the athletics department, they would probably have to start off at like the Mac level schools right. or possibly like what you, whatever you and I is like division two, that kind of shitty stuff. Then maybe they could get on a Juco team, you know, because wasn't Alabama like one of the last schools to allow black people to play there? Yes, um, oh. it was a lot. There was a few Southern schools that were in contention for that. I'm not sure if they were the absolute last. Well, that's but not I a- do know that it took them a long time. Texas was along with them. <laughs> I mean, that's not a title you won, but unfortunately, yeah. But anyway, uh, continue on here, Phil. So the second conspiracy is a little bit longer term, uh, but starting a few years ago, the baby boomers, and this is anyone born between 1944 and 1964, they had begun retiring in mass and being the largest and most productive generation, the loss of this generation in the workforce will have definite negative effects on the economy along with the fact that a retired person also spends less 
in the consumer world than a working person, which is honestly the second negative effect on the economy that the boomers leaving the workforce will have. Okay. Now, is this speculated or do they believe this is actually, I mean, here's in my experience, a lot of younger kids say our age, maybe even younger, they can't get the good jobs because the boomers won't let them go. I've heard that so many times. So if they leave, then they could plug people right in there. Although then you and I, our generation work in the shitty jobs. (laughs) Who's going to work them? See, the problem is, so I was going to get, that's like the silver lining of this this little theory at the, at the back end. But one of the bad things about that is, so the boomers are like really throw themselves at their work and they're super loyal to their jobs and the companies that they work for. They're the type of people who work there all their lives. They have one job, they started at the bottom and they worked their way up, all the way up. But the problem is with the generations, Gen X millennials who are like big in the workforce right now, Gen Gen Z is coming along, but they're still mostly in college. Gen X and the millennials are really more how they want to kind of like jump into a job, work their way up a little bit, and then parlay it into their next job. They also don't really want to work as hard or as long of hours as the boomers were willing to work. So that's part of the loss of productivity. See, I don't know if that's true. Not in my experience. Um, in my experience, it is. Really? <laughs> yeah. The boom. I will say the boomers will stay there longer. I don't think they're working harder than anybody else. Um Obviously, I think it just depends on the person, but I've noticed that younger people move jobs more frequently because they hit a plateau where they are not allowed to go any further. And your only other option is to leave the company and try to seek that elsewhere. There is that also, but it's one of those things where for the boomers, when they were in that spot, they just kept plugging forward in the same company until they proved that they needed to be you know, next level up. They needed to be the assistant manager. They needed to be the new floor manager, the new, you know, move into a better job. The millennials and Gen Xers, they think are just kind of like willing to give up and go on to a new job. Hmm. I mean, that's very possible. Uh, Go ahead. Also, I was going to say too, the, the, the boomers that you've seen in the workforce aren't in their prime. You didn't see them when they were in their 30s and 40s either. So right now you're seeing them when they're in their late 50s, early 60s, you know, trying to do their best, like trying to give the last little bit to this company. Well, I, th- yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but I also think you have to take into account how the the pay discrepancies, how the companies treated their workers. Uh, that's a lot different. That is a lot different than it was back then. The problem is trying to get more profit for the shareholders, trying yeah. to keep the, the profit margins up and higher than the year before. They've taken a lot of shit away from like what the workers. So there used to be like pension programs. Everyone, you know, was feeding money into this pension program. It was all good. And then all of a sudden they started realizing that if they would just, you know, take in that money from the pension program, they could get some money for that little quarter, you know, like, oh, look at our profits went up and up. Well, you dissolve the pension and you put everyone onto, you know, these IRAs or these little, not the pension program, into their own little thing. And it kind of, it also kind of leads into the third negative effect. <laughs> so there was the crash of 2008. Uh, that recent setback destroyed retirement funds for many baby boomers, 
meaning that they will have to rely more on Social Security and they will be able to spend even less. And this will really destroy the vacation and hospitality industry. It relies heavily on retirees with an excess of cash to spend. And just like I said, they got rid of pensions. A lot of them no longer have that pension to rely on. All of that money that they may have had, hopefully it got put into an IRA, but some of them just lost that pension. I know a couple of guys that I work with who they had pensions from before uh, at different companies, and then that pension got destroyed. So, Well, here's the interesting thing about that is I'm pretty sure the boomers are the ones who destroyed it. Yes, it was the the, <laughs> the the more wealthy and more in charge boomers that destroyed it. It was the uh, the peasant boomers who took it in the ass, basically. Uh, yeah, there's definitely peasant boomers, but uh, I'm just gonna say this, and this is my opinion. Anybody, I don't I don't know if I believe that the boomers had to work harder than our generation does to survive. I'm just gonna say that, but that's my feeling right now. Do you disagree? Well, the problem is, like, they could survive on the amount of money that they brought home. That's what I mean. Things were cheaper. Money meant money was worth more back then. Money's not really worth as much as it is back then. So for a certain percentage of your paycheck, you could go to the grocery store and feed yourself for two weeks with just a small percentage. Now it's a much larger percentage. So is rent. So is everything else. We also have these added things that they never had to worry about, like cell phone bills like internet, cable, you know, all these little luxuries that we've come to expect that they never had to pay for, which is where their excess money came from. They were able to go like do vacations, you know, go on road trips, all of the things that you used to see that people did now no longer do anymore. That could be true. But uh, even in the housing market, it's housing in college is uh, insane. Yeah, definitely. Well, the college definitely is different because basically all of the heads of these colleges have been fucking over students. <laughs> so it it used to be that if you were in college, you could work a part-time job during the summer and pay for your entire college year and housing. Now for both semesters and housing. Now you need to work two part-time jobs while you're in school and you're still starving. Yeah, that that's what I mean. I mean, it's pretty hard to say. The boomers worked harder than when you have to go through that hell just for a glimmer of hope that you might get a job when you're out of college, which you probably won't because they're sitting in that job. I, I don't know. I don't want to blame anybody, but I just I think it's kind of a I don't know. The pay discrepancy is so insane and just keeps getting worse. That is just I, I don't know that I, I think that's a huge problem. Yeah, the. I was talking to my younger brother about this, and he was saying how, so the boomers, they never had to go to college. They were not expected to go to college. They basically worked themselves into the higher paying jobs. They like worked themselves into promotions. Now you need to have a degree to get those promotions. And that's where Gen Xers were. Gen Xers went to college. They came out of college and got those jobs with their degrees. So the Gen Xers were all of our guidance counselors telling all of the millennials, hey, you just go get yourself a degree in whatever, communications, finance, whatever, and you'll be set. You'll get the job. You'll get you know promotions from that degree, blah, blah, blah. Problem is, now there's so many fucking people who have degrees. Your degree is basically meaningless. Well, that or from someone who just <laughs> looked through the job market, like 
extensively mm. over the few months. Degrees are good, but you're going to be pigeonholed into a specific position. And then if that position becomes obsolete or whatever, you need another one to pigeonhole yourself into another position. Basically. And the jobs that the they used to just trust you, you could just be trained by, you know, on the job training or whatever. Like, I feel like that doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, no. You need a specialization or, or something to get into what used to be kind of an entry level job. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's a weird distrust thing in the workforce right now. I don't I don't really understand it. Yeah. Day one, they want you to be, you know, the best. But so getting past that, like I said before. So one positive thing just to move it along. One positive thing of the boomers retiring is the surge of job openings and the promotion opportunities that will finally fall on the younger Gen Xers and millennials who have been desperately waiting for these opportunities. Um, the only thing they're worried about is that these generations of people won't be of the same like high work effort or the same quality that their boomer, you know, the people they were taking the jobs from had. But I think that really the workers now are more highly trained with everyone going to college. It's just that there's so many of us, you know, well, they I'm, have people, there's people with master's degrees who are assistant managers at gas stations right now. <laughs> well, I'm going to put a negative and a positive for this here, Phil, because you, a positive would be that you hire younger people who I've noticed a lot of older people get kind of stuck in prehistoric thinking about the evolution of their job. And when you get younger people, you get fresh minds, you get new ideas, you learn how to evolve the position, make it better, blah, 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 blah. You know, that that that's kind of the hope. The the negative is when they retire, the companies will then take that high paying job, make it a much lower paying job, and then again, cut the income disparity even deeper, which is not good at all or they ship the job off yeah so i don't know i hope everybody i know it's a man there's so many unemployed people it's really sad um ho- you know hopefully over the next few years it, it can kind of turn around and uh everybody can be back to working again and whatever you know uh i'd say well, now I if, mean, you, if you have a job hold on to it definitely there's a lot of problems too with this whole like in the post-covid era are these companies going to look at like how many positions they got rid of? All of the workers they have had to pick up the slack. Are they going to look at that and be like, oh, well, we don't even need that many people. Yeah, we just need scary like, this thought. few people to do all of the work. So, Well, I can tell you one thing. My new job definitely is hiring everybody back. My old job, I can guarantee they're doing that. Oh, guarantee that they're keeping yeah, yeah. the numbers low? Yeah. Graveyard, sh- graveyard that- shift. Or like bone shift or whatever you call it. And uh, they're just going to force everybody to work harder. And the the thing is, is that it's not necessarily even like the GM's fault of the business. My understanding is if you don't always show a, uh, what is it, uh, income uh, gain every year, uh, growth every year, then you're fired. So what they do is <laughs> work with uh, nobody there. And then make it look like you're making more money. Yeah. yeah, They're cutting costs and increasing revenue on the backs of their workers. Again, just going to say this. That company ran by two boomers. 
<laughs> throw that out there. Well, yeah. It's the same problem they've yeah. been having for 30 years. Yeah. They're, yeah. Doing that shit. But Cutting they, companies. and <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Let's go so to Norway. The happiest country in the world. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Live in Iceland. I told, Be one of 400,000 people on that island. I told Bianca, I'm going to change my family's lineage. We're going to go from re- reindeer herders. I'm going to be a walrus herder. A lot of walruses in Norway, so I'm gonna farm them. Just club them to death. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have hunter. a I'm gonna have a walrus ranch. It's gonna be my new family business, the walrus ranch. Okay. <laughs> so this one is my last uh, future theory, and it's kind of really just my idea, but I kind of meted a few things together. Uh, I think that there could be a post-pandemic golden age, kind of like the Roaring Twenties after the Spanish flu in World War One, And this is where the culture and economy experience a post-depression boom that will give birth to the next Roaring Twenties and lead to the post-Good Times hangover that may have led into the Great Depression. And this would be really the second Great Depression at the end of our decade coming up here. Now, when coupled with the boomer downturn, peak oil, global warming, and the growing divide between people that has been more and more wedged apart by social media and, of course, the news media, a.k.a. the thirst for ad revenue. Yeah, This will lead to the eventual Great War, if not the last war. And this war will take place on all battlefields, land, air, sea, space, and especially cyber. I think I have to take away your silver lining card here, Phil. I have to burn it and destroy it because that's like an apocalypse scenario. There is definitely an apocalypse, <laughs> you know, silver lining. If you've ever watched movies, you know, resets the whole world. So True. that's a silver lining on apocalypses. Well, I hope that doesn't happen because that means a lot of dead people. But, uh, okay, the Roaring Twenties now. Uh, let's see. What did we have? Prohibition, uh, gangsters, but we did have dapper men. And ladies with poodles on their dresses, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was the like the progressive era. And we had a lot of like social, there was a lot of people's rights. Well, women's rights were big during the 20s. There was a lot of really like breaking out of the old Victorian era and kind of moving into the new, new ways of thinking, new things coming up. So, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I have kind of done light research on the early 1900s um the post-world war one america mm-hmm. was killing it because of uh the exports and everything and 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 all that yes. world war one happened they were still pretty good coasting along but then the the great depression was kind of caused by extreme capitalist greed really right yes so there was a few things that happened to cause the great depression A few things out of people's control really – well, not really. Actually, the Dust Bowl they think happened a lot because they were over-farming. So when World War I happened, they ramped up production on everything. Everything was retooled and redone so that like more and more production, more and more production. The problem is these companies and all these farmers, everyone was experiencing huge profits. So they kept going after the war, like more stuff coming out, more stuff coming out, more stuff coming out. Soon there was overproduction, which means the price of goods fell, which means they were no longer making as much money off of the goods that they were selling. So the general thought is, oh, shit, make more, make more. So problem is that's it's just backfilling itself. 
with worse and worse problems. Well, that, I mean, doesn't sound that far off of uh, the world we're kind of living in right now, right? Yeah. And there was also the problem of like stocks. So they were allowing people to buy stocks without actually paying for them because the economy was doing so well. You would buy these stocks basically on loan. And then these stocks, when they gain some money, you would sell them for a little bit of a profit after you actually paid for those stocks. The problem is if you bought those stocks, it's called on margin. If you bought those stocks on margin and then those stocks didn't do very well, then you lost all that money and you owed money to the people you bought it from. If this happens to a shit ton of people with not a lot of money in the bank, then the whole fucking system collapsed, which it did a Black Tuesday or whatever it was called. Yeah, I guess it's uh, pretty much what happened in the housing market crash as well within yep. uh, the last 20 years here. So people yeah. who didn't have money were able to buy houses and subprime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to keep positive uh, <laughs> for 2021. My my goals here are. Number one, we get to see Donald Trump's fat ass escorted out of the White House by force. That's my number one hope. We get to see that on live TV. Uh, Number two, aliens come and, I don't know, change humanity. I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, Hopefully some, I don't know, something good happens where financially everybody's more well taken care of. Maybe Bezos will go to battle with Apple and Apple will start a fight with uh, Walmart and Walmart will take out yeah. would you, all of them. They just all take each other out. McDonald's. Like the, like the franchise wars from Demolition Man. Hell yeah. Like they just all kill themselves and we just start over again. Keep now start, everything's Taco Bell. Keep Yeah, keep. Okay, you can keep Taco Bell and you can keep. Uh, I want Caribou Coffee still, although I think that's pretty much isolated to Minnesota um have, starbucks maybe have you ever watched demolition man oh yeah multiple times okay that's the joke in it is that now everything's taco bell <laughs> oh i yeah. remember and you get that little like dot of food on your plate <laughs> dot of ketchup yeah i think that uh i do think that's in our future superfoods or whatever that is like really tiny you just have to have that and you can like get all your nutrients in one one swoop Everything in pill form. Yeah. yeah. I mean, My, that, uh, honestly, that well, would help so much with world hunger, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you didn't need a full meal, too, yeah. or all of that, you know, space needed to move around food. I was going to say my hope for the, you know, the next decade really is that everyone stops taking themselves so fucking seriously. <laughs> like with social media and, you know, all the like the real culture that's been built around social media and trying to, you know, everyone on their fucking soapboxes. I hope everyone just kind of like settles down and maybe minds their own business a little bit more. You know, I hope that people just kind of everyone's good to each other. Everyone's decent. But I also hope, you know, just kind of, you know, calm down. <laughs> really just go back to taking care of yourselves. And, well, you know, you, you and I decided to sit right in the crosshairs of that bad boy. So <laughs> here we yeah. are. Here we are, just yeah. absorbing the hate and the love. Here's so. here's what I say when people ask me about, uh, you know, hey, I want to start a podcast, blah 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 blah. You know, just asking for tips on it. I always tell them, do it first off. Just do it. If you have an idea, just do it. Who gives a shit? Maybe you love it, maybe you hate it. But 
make sure you learn how to ignore the idiots and psychopaths on the internet. Very critical. Mm. Uh, you got to kind of flush them down the toilet and pretend they don't exist. That's like my number two piece of advice. A lot of trolls, a lot of assholes. Don't worry about them. Embrace the hate. I'm just yeah. like the DeLorean from Back to the Future. I run off of garbage. You, you're like MJ. Everything offends you, you're going to use it to your advantage. True. All right. Well, we've been going for a while here. This is a long episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, honestly, contact us on this post. Write what you think is going to happen in 2021. I think it would be amazing. Or send us an email. They can hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. That is the, uh, the the old way to email us. The new way is hitting us up on our website, www.subliminaldeception.com. There they can find a link for contact box. Basically, just kind of, you know, fill out your name, what you want to talk about, and it'll come right to our email. It's a great way to get a hold of us. Also, you can hit us up on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, really great to hear from everybody. You know, got a lot of good likes on our posts the past couple of weeks. Thank you for that. Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine is sdpodphil. I'm actually checking it more now that I have my password. So, you know, uh, kind of kind of a dead uh, Instagram page right now. But I'm, I'm trying to bring it back to life. Cody, you got one more more lively? <laughs> yeah, you can follow my personal Instagram at Cody's above. Uh, the last thing you could do as our 2021 thank you is log on to iTunes. Leave the show five-star review. Just write whatever you want. doesn't matter. Say, fuck you guys. Say, I love you guys. It doesn't matter. Just make sure it's five stars. Or if you're Spotify user, you just simply hit that follow button. It's all you got to do. It helps the show boost the ratings, all that, yada, yada, yada. Thank you so much. Uh, otherwise, guys, I hope everybody is happy that 2021's fucking over. We can move on. Hopefully, the world heals and... We'll continue bringing you conspiracies in the year 2021. See you later. Thanks, guys.